Hello and welcome in the Schland, a podcast about everyone's favorite, most reluctant superpower, Germany. I'm William Noah Glucroft, coming to you from the shining Hauptstadt on a plane, Berlin. These episodes are based on my substack of the same name. Check it out at schland.substack.com. Or don't go anywhere at all and do what everyone else does these days. Read with your ears while doing a dozen other things. Your choice. Either way, it's free. This episode's thoughtful quetch was first published on March 28, 2023, under the title, Oh, the Humanity! How German institutions are so caught up in their own processes, they forget the purpose they serve. Viel Spaß damit! It comes as very little surprise that a day or so after returning from the international petri dish, better known as the Munich Security Conference, I came down with COVID-19. It was my second run-through, about one year apart, and as went the first, so went the second. Some cold symptoms, a cloudy head, and feeling hungover without the fun part the night before. Look, I'm the funniest guy in the world! (laughs) Even after several shots, I still needed at least seven days to test negative. To get my sick pay, I needed a sick note. In Germany, the Krankschreibung is basically why general practitioners exist. They're not much more than a factory assembly line for printing out and stamping the official document required to prove to your employer and health insurer that you belong in bed. For anything else, like actual medical care, a GP is more likely to look at you, head cocked and eyebrow raised, and say, your toe hurts, go to a podiatrist, and then shoo you away as you are getting in the way of the more important task of writing sick notes. The Krankschreibung is holy. It is your golden ticket to rest in recovery without anyone at work wondering why you weren't on the Teams meeting or pestering you to answer your messages. Just checking in case you called while I was gone. It's more decisive than the sickness itself. For it matters less from when you were and until when you are actually sick than from when the sick note says you were sick and how long you will remain so. German public administration, not your immune system, determines the length and outcome of your recovery. Ach so. I woke up the morning after I tested positive, in no condition to spar with the system, and rang up the office. This is roughly how the conversation went. I have COVID. You need a sick note? Yes. Okay. Go to our website and book an appointment. Though this struck me as stupidly circuitous, I figured the easiest thing would be to play along. After all, how hard could booking an appointment online be? But when I got off the phone and navigated to the practice's website, I discovered that what was once a user-friendly portal that made medical appointments about as simple as ordering food had, since January 1st, been replaced by a centralized and quasi-public one. If your doctor's website has to include a lengthy list of complex instructions before clicking the link to the booking website, you know you are in for trouble. And when you click through to the booking website and it asks for a code that you do not have, you know you are doomed. Facing me on the screen was a patient service designed to connect you with any number of doctors practicing any number of medical specialties in any number of places around Berlin. All well and good, except what I needed was a connection to a specific doctor doing a specific thing in a specific place. More to the point, it just didn't work. Not on my first attempt, 
nor on my fifth. So I called the practice back. It went something like this. Hi, it's me again. Yes? The platform doesn't work. That's not possible. Well, it doesn't. But it has to work. It says, booking not possible. Then you have to try again. I already did. A few times. And you are doing it right? Postal code, email address. Yes, I know how to enter text fields. Well, shut down your computer and wait 30 minutes. Now, I'm not an internet expert, but I know enough to know that shutting down your computer does not affect it. So I took another knowingly hopeless step. The German constitution mandates exhausting every inane effort before proceeding with the obvious solution that you knew from the beginning would be the right one and called the patient service hotline as the error message instructs. The conversation went something like this. Hi, I have COVID. I need a sick note. I'm trying to book an appointment with my doctor and they want me to use your platform. It does not work. Well, I don't know why it doesn't work, but it doesn't matter. That is not what the platform is for. Your appointment booking platform is not for booking appointments? No. It helps you find doctors based on location. You can't book an appointment specifically with your doctor. You have to call your doctor and make an appointment directly with them. You said you have COVID? Yes. Then you have to call them. So, we are now going on an hour to arrange a task that takes less than 10 minutes to complete at a doctor's office 45 seconds from where I was sitting. Also, just FYI, I still have COVID. I called my practice for a third time. Here's how it went. Me again. So, I still can't book online. I also called them and they said they are not for what you say they are for. That's not possible. Why can't I just, you know, come in? Na gut. Let's see. Today at 2.50 Uhr. Bring your insurance card, FFB2 mask and... Blah, 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 blah. Now, is that so hard? Yes. A thousand times, yes. I entered the practice at 2.50. By 3 p.m., I walked out of the practice with a sick note for seven days. Establishment, establishment. You always know what's best. You suck! Yes, bureaucracy sucks everywhere. It is tedious, inefficient, and often intentionally so, and tangled in a web of paperwork. But what we're dealing with here is not just filling out form A961C, skipping line 17 through 42, then adding to line 46 on the second page, the subtracted subtotal from lines 1 through 12 on the third page that you haven't gotten to yet, then mailing two certified copies of form A961C so an office can misfile it and make you repeat the process. What we're dealing with here is all of that plus a German pen entry for process. In the Teutonic imaginary, the process always works. It has to. If it doesn't, it suggests that the system itself doesn't work and the system cannot fail. If the system fails, there is nothing standing between civilized society and the madness of German history. Absolute trust in the German system is a reflection of absolute wariness of the German self. Let me give you a brief rundown of the guiding principles of German officialdom. 1. Trust the system completely. 2. Deny that the thing not working is not working. 3. Accept no responsibility for the thing not working or finding another way to reach the desired outcome. 4. Block all efforts to find a workaround. 5. 
when denials and lecturing have failed. The very simple solution that was always there is only an exception to the way things should be. 6. Be sure to invoke a deep and lasting sense of guilt and gratitude for making that exception to the rules, keyword, ausnahmsweise. Germany is not a particularly solutions-oriented society. When things break or fail, you find yourself trapped in a feedback loop of complaint that stays stuck looking back at what went wrong and in disbelief that it did, rather than looking forward to how to fix it. Perhaps this helps explain why Germany is very good at repeating the same thing it's done for two centuries and struggles to do anything new. To err is human, to lecture is Germanic. Perhaps this helps explain the Wirecard fraud. Former CEO of Wirecard has been arrested on suspicion of falsifying accounts. This after the German payments firm disclosed a $2.1 billion hole in its balance sheet. The largest financial scandal in the history of the Federal Republic of Germany. Not only did Germany's digital darling have to finally acknowledge not having around 2 billion euros, but it was serving the dark web deeds of pornography, organized crime, and Russian oligarchs tied to pseudo-state-sanctioned power projection while also supporting German federal police and intelligence operations. And that's just what we know about. When British journalists exposed Wirecard for the money laundering juggernaut that it was, German authorities didn't investigate Wirecard, they went after the journalists. I was sort of used to it when the company had done it because the company had done it for years. But when you suddenly find yourself facing an actual criminal investigation in Germany with regulators where the company which you're writing about seems to have certainly the ear of these people, that was quite stressful. You do at times start to think that you're going a little bit mad. In its declassified report, a special Bundestag committee investigating the debacle cited a number of causes for the system-wide inability to detect Wirecard's malfeasance and the subsequent denial to accept clear evidence of it, including collective supervisory failure, longing for a digital national champion, and German mentality towards non-Germans. The post-mortem is an incredible acknowledgement and damnation of the inferiority-superiority symbiosis that consumes post-war Germany. At the collective and institutional levels, Germany feels so second-rate to its Western brethren that it will gladly stick its head in the sand if that's what it takes to get a seat at the cool kids' table. I'm so popular. Everybody loves me so much at this school. At the very same time, Germany is so convinced that its processes are beyond reproach, regardless of countless evidence to the contrary, that when they are called into question, especially from the outside, the official response is as it was in the case of Wirecard, reflexively defensive, as if the FD's reporting were an attack on the country itself. This also helps explain why it took not German, but foreign journalists to uncover the fraud. The sanctimonious performance is so widespread and condescension of foreign ideas so ubiquitous that almost everyone in Germany is playing for the same team. There may be disagreement on the path to consensus, but ultimately the goal is to circle the wagons and defend the sum everyone is a part of. The irony of a society predisposed to protecting the system and favoring consensus at almost any cost is clear. The lack of independent questioning and critical thinking are exactly what greased the wheels for a national socialist takeover, which every process in Germany today is designed to prevent from happening again. So the solution to the problem is the problem itself. The rules and regulations are there as guardrails to make sure Germany does not veer off the road of sanity. The result, however, sends us back to square one. Just follow orders. 
that this time the orders are getting issued from under new management is hardly comforting. Don't get me wrong. I love processes. Who doesn't? They are why food is safe to eat, lights turn on, and planes don't regularly fall out of the sky. Processes and the systems they support are what keep us from going back to the Stone Age. But when they fail, as they ultimately will, ingenuity is called for. Germany struggles with that. As the appeal from Chancellor Angela Merkel for more Deutsche Flexibilität. German flexibility and less German thoroughness attests. Germany has good systems that often work for most people most of the time. That is, in part, thanks to being large, rich, and homogeneous enough to cover its bases. An object in motion stays in motion, and Germany is an object that no amount of cataclysmic history has been able to stop. In both economic and geopolitical terms, it is too big to fail. But it is not too big to fall short. Despite a long list of historical and contemporary evidence, Germans appear regularly befuddled that it does. Ill-equipped to improvise, they resign themselves to be held hostage to the mediocrity of ham-fisted thinking errors. As such, society relinquishes the only effective bulwark against darker impulses, freedom of thought, and the impetus to resist stupid ideas. That's all for this episode of the Schland Podcast. Remember, you can get more episodes and even dust off those literacy skills of your own at schland.substack.com. You've heard my kvetch. Now I want to hear yours. Don't hesitate to be in touch and let me know what you think about this or any other essay or anything else going on in Germany that confuses, frustrates, or tickles you. From the Schland, this is the Schland. I'm William Noah Glucroft. Tschüss und bis zum nächsten.